0: And as the candle is lit, I just want to read some verses that's appropriate. Listen to God's word. <clears throat> the people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Those who dwell in a land of deep darkness, on them has the light shined. For to us a child is born. To us a son is given the government will be upon his shoulders and his name will be called wonderful counselor mighty god everlasting father prince of peace my soul magnifies the lord and my spirit rejoices in god my savior and so as we think of light dispelling the darkness so those who have been asked please it from the windows that you start to light uh, those candles it's a picture if you like of light shining in the darkness as a powerful symbol (coughs) psalmist says the Lord is my light and my salvation whom shall I fear the Lord is the stronghold of my life of whom shall I be afraid? And this message gains an even greater momentum. Behold I bring you good news of great joy which will come to all people for to you is born this day in the city of David a saviour who is Christ the Lord. The word has become flesh living among us full of of grace and full of truth.
1: In those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world. This was the first census that took place while Quirinius was governor of Syria. And everyone went to his own town to register. And she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger, because there was no room for them in the inn.
2: And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace to men on whom his favour rests. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying God and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told.
3: After Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea, When they saw the star, they were overjoyed. On coming to the house, they saw the child with his mother Mary, and they bowed down and worshipped him. Then they opened their treasures and presented him with the gifts of gold and of incense and of myrrh. And having been warned in a dream not to go back to Herod, they returned to their country by another route.
4: Well, good evening, everybody. I wonder what is the best um, piece of news that you have ever had. Maybe for the young people here, it might have been exam results. Maybe getting a new job. Maybe having an offer accepted on a house. Maybe becoming pregnant. And how did you respond to that good news? Did you jump up and down as if you were at a, at a football match? Did you hug the person next to you? Like um, these two people who were found in the crowds. I don't know why they picked on those particular people, but um, there you go, enjoying the moment. Or maybe if you were Bradley Wiggins and his wife, after last week's Sports Personality of the Year award, went to going out on the town to celebrate. The Christmas is about good news. That is what we're here for, to celebrate good news. And when the angel appeared to the shepherds, he said this, he said, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. Good news of great joy. Now, the excitement we feel when we receive good news can, can last a long time, or it can be over pretty pretty quickly, depending on what it is. I don't know if there's any Celtic fans here this evening, but um, I think their relation of beating Barcelona recently was uh, something that brought uh, Rod Stewart to tears, believe it or not. Um, but seriously deflated after losing a couple of weeks later in their worst performance to Benfica. Now, your pleasure of being complimented on your, uh, your new haircut can disappear quickly when somebody tells you, well, I liked it actually it as it was before. Not that I ever get complimented on my new haircut, but um, still waiting. <laughs> or the, the excitement of receiving your Christmas bonus. All those uh, pounds in the bank, then you get a repair bill for your car. Great joy is not about the, the intensity of the celebration, whether you cry, whether you jump up and down, whether you do your Mobalt, or whatever. It is the extent to which it changes your life. For a Celtic fan, you may remember the day you beat Barcelona for the rest of your life, but to what extent would it change the way you relate to people around you? To what extent would it enable you to cope with all the disappointments in life? To what extent would it give you a new purpose and meaning in life? Somebody wrote this about the difference between joy and happiness. Happiness is based on circumstances, but joy is based on the Lord. Happiness is like the moon waxing and waning. Joy is like the sun, always shining, even when night falls or clouds cover it. Happiness is like a kiss. Joy, a golden wedding wedding anniversary. Happiness is born in the mind. Joy is born in the heart. Happiness is like exchanging Christmas gifts. Joy is the awareness of what Christmas is all about. Well, what is this good news that is going to cause such deep-rooted joy? Well, this is what the angel said. Today, in the town of David, a saviour has been born to you. He is Christ the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You'll find a baby wrapped in cloths. And lying in a manger. And then we're told suddenly a great company of their heavenly hosts appeared with the angel praising God and saying this glory to God in the highest and on earth peace to those on whom his favour rests. Now if you were a shepherd there and you weren't sure whether or not this was good news. I think a host of angels appearing might make you realise this is not just about Bethlehem United getting their first win of the season. This is seriously good news. This is about God. He sent his heavenly host to tell you about it. A saviour has been born. Now at this point, the shepherds might be thinking, well, what do I need saving from? In the same way that you may be here this evening thinking, well, what do I need saving from? It could be a whole load of things going on in your life. I don't know. Where you're at, it could be saving in the sense of a healing from a, from an illness. If it could be saving from, from poverty, from anxiety, depression, addiction. And Jesus did come to heal people. But what did the angel mean? What did he come to save us from? Well, the answer is in the name that Joseph and Mary gave to their son. In Matthew's gospel, we're told that the angel who appeared to Joseph said this: "You are to call him Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. A savior has been born who will save his people from their sins." Now, at this point, you might be thinking, "Well, I don't want to hear about all that that sin stuff. I know I'm not perfect, but you know, I'm not uh, I'm not that bad." But sin is not about degrees of badness. Sin is about living one's life without reference to God. The angel said a saviour has been born. He is Christ the Lord. He is the Lord whether you like it or not, the angel's saying. Whether you choose to treat him as Lord, whether you choose not to treat him as Lord. And to choose not to treat him as Lord is what we call sin. And that is what the angel is saying, he has come to save you from living our lives as if we were the Lord. Because if we continue to do that, then it's not surprising that when we do appear before the Lord one day, then we face the punishment for that. And that is why it's such good news, because God is saying, look, I don't want you to face that punishment I've given you here a way out I've come here to save you take my hand, follow me I'm here for you and that is the good news that is great news isn't it because it means we have nothing more to fear in the uh, square the other evening when we had the cows in the square Jeff asked what three words would you use to describe Christmas and we had the usual suggestions like uh, mistletoe and wine Uh, down the pub I think was one of them Strictly Come Dancing. Well done, uh, Louis Smith. Is it? Not that I'm a Strictly Come Dancing fan. Was it Louis Walsh? Or was that the? Uh, or was that the other one? There was one wise man there in that evening who looked a bit like Father Christmas, but um, was actually our good old Ken Holmes, who said, "God with us, God with us," and that is the meaning of Emmanuel that we've sung in so many of those those. Carols this evening. God with us. That was the prophecy of Isaiah, many hundreds of years before Jesus arrived on this earth. And as the events of that first Christmas unfolded, this is what uh, Matthew wrote. He, when he said, "He said all this took place to fulfil what the Lord has said through the prophet: the virgin will be with a child, and will give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God." with us. God was with humankind literally that first Christmas and for the next 30 years or so. But he's still with us today through his spirit. And his presence with us doesn't mean that we are therefore somehow free from the suffering that goes on in this world. But we can be free from worry and fear because if we've experienced that forgiveness, if we've asked for it, then we know our future is secure. We'll be with him forever. And that is the good news of great joy. And that good news, the angel said, is for all the people. It's not just for a few people, it's for all the people. Now, a lot of good news is quite personal, isn't it? We share in the good news of somebody when they come and tell us that something's happened to them in their lives. We celebrate events. When Liz and I got married a few years ago now, We invited our friends and family to come and share in that celebration, that (laughs) wedding, in that reception, and they did and celebrated. Even after we left, they carried on and celebrated. Now, Liz and I are still enjoying today the promises that we made then. For our guests who have probably been to loads of weddings, it won't have had the same lasting effect During the Olympics, Team GB won gold after gold and it felt like the whole world was celebrating with us. But of course, we were just one of 200 countries in the world and not many of our gold medalists would be known to anybody outside this country. But the news that the angel brings is good news for all people, all types of people from all nations. Isn't it interesting the, the different types of people we have in the Christmas story... We've got the very ordinary couple, Mary and Joseph. We have the ordinary local shepherds, be like the the sort of boys next door, the lads down the pub sort of thing. And then we have our wealthy, wise men from distant countries, your VIP guests. And the fact that they're from different backgrounds and different countries doesn't change the fact that they all rejoice in this good news because they all need a saviour and that good news still applies to us today, it's for all people because we all need a saviour to save us from our sins it's good news but not everybody chooses to accept it some remain cynical, some believe well I'm just beyond saving really (laughs) some remain quite proud and say well I don't really need any help have you ever arrived at a a hotel, and uh, the receptionist says to you, um, "Porter here will uh, take your bags up to uh, to your room for you." If you stay in hotels when you're on holiday, and the pride in the news says, um, "Ah, I'm okay, thank you very much. I'll carry that up by by myself." Was that a pride, or it's a tight-fistedness and not wanting to pay him a little tip? But it's the same with Jesus. He says, "I will carry your burdens for you. I will carry your sin." you and you say no actually I'm fine thank you very much either because you think you can manage yourself or you think maybe the cost will just be too much because there is a cost to following Jesus but that cost is giving up thinking about yourself and thinking instead about him thinking about others now that might be a cost in one sense but that is extremely liberating in another sense Because it's accepting that somebody else is helping you and can help you far better than you can help yourself. It's also liberating because you don't need to worry about what others think of you. You don't need to worry about whether you have all that you you want because all that stuff is no longer important to you. The only thing that matters now is what Jesus thinks of you and he loves you no matter what. He'll forgive you for whatever you have done, whatever you may do. So what are you going to do um, this Christmas with this good news? When somebody tells you excitedly that they've become a Christian, are you going to say, well, that's nice, nice for you, very pleased for you. I'll come to your baptism if you like and then support you. Or are you going to say, that is good news. And actually, I would like some of that good news as well. Actually, what does it mean to be a a Christian? Now, if that is you, I'd I suggest, you know, come and have a chat with me or Jeff afterwards and uh, we can talk to you about that. Or join us on a, a Christianity Explored course, which we're going to be running in, in January. Chances to come and meet with other people, ask whatever question you want, just listen to what is said, understand the Christian faith, because it's the most important thing you can understand. Or maybe actually you know what it means to be a Christian, but um, you've just been holding off. Well why not make Christmas 2012 a year to remember the time when you celebrated the good news for yourself personally because it changed your life forever.